Our second lesson today comes from Ephesians. I'm reading from chapter 2 of Ephesians, and I'm reading the first 10 verses. We keep opening our hearts to God's Spirit and listening to God's Word. Listen. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seateth us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what God has made us to be, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Friends, the word of the Lord. So the encounter happened on a New York subway train. And this is what happened. People were sitting quietly. They were reading newspapers. They were lost in their own thoughts. Some were resting with their eyes closed. It was a pretty familiar day on the subway line. And then at the next station, a man and his children entered into a particular railway car. The children were so loud and so rambunctious that it instantly changed the whole climate of that particular subway car. The man with the children sat down next to another man and he closed his eyes, apparently oblivious to the loud behavior of his children. The children were yelling, talking back and forth, throwing things even grabbing people's newspapers. It was very disturbing, and the father did nothing. The people on the train were getting increasingly irritated. How could this man with his children come onto this train car and let his children run wild like this? How could he not take responsibility? It was easy to see that the whole subway car was getting very annoyed. Finally, with as much patience and restraint and care as he could muster, one man approached the father saying, Sir, your children are really disturbing a lot of people. I wonder if you couldn't control them a little bit. The father lifted his gaze as if he's noticing this, becoming aware of the situation for the first time, and then he said softly, Oh, you're right. I guess I should do something about it. We just came from the hospital. The mother of these children just died about an hour ago. I don't know what to think. And obviously, my kids don't know how to handle it either. All those around this particular man were stunned. 
suddenly the whole scene shifted and everyone saw in that moment everything differently. They saw differently. They thought differently. They felt differently. And they behaved differently. The irritation vanished. Hearts were full of empathy for the man's loss and the children's pain. Feelings of compassion and care began to flow. Those around the man, even in a New York subway car, shifted from annoyance to care, from irritation to empathy, from selfishness and turn inwardness to selflessness and compassion. For these Sunbees of September, I have been preaching on key aspects of our life and our faith together at Second Presbyterian Church. I have focused first on the biblical mandate to be people who are always growing in faith. Not peripheral faith, but transformational faith. So that we live well in the world as God's people. Sticky faith. I have focused on how we're called in this downtown church to, as Jesus says, love one another. We're called to be a community of care and support for each other through the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys that come to all of us. I have focused on the expectation that our lives are to be about looking up and stepping up. That means worshiping God in the complexity of our lives showing up and offering our lives for God's service and work in this community as we seek to be the church in this place and this time. And today, the focus is on our compassion, our care, which leads us to love and serve God, promote Christ in this city and throughout the world. To see another person Even a stranger as a sister or as a brother is the beginning of compassion and the way of discipleship. To know that our lives are not just turned inward and not only for ourselves, but for serving God in this city and throughout the world, that is the way of God. And that is the essential quality of a faithful life centered in God turned outward. So we're always wanting each of us to be working and as a community working on turning outward. Our mission is to these streets and to this world spreading God's light and God's love and God's hope and God's peace. And we know we have much work to do. Here's how the great theologian and physician from an earlier generation Albert Schweitzer put it. I don't know what your destiny will be, but one thing I do know, the one, the only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found out how to serve. In our first lesson today, we heard from the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah reminds us what God cares most about. Is it not to loose the the bonds of injustice? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Is it not to bring the homeless poor in your house? When you see the naked to cover them, then your light shall break forth, Isaiah says, break forth like the dawn and the healing shall spring up quickly. 
If you offer your food to the hungry, Isaiah says, and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom will be like noonday. And you shall be called the repairers of the breach. You shall be called the restorer of the streets and live in them. Being a, a disciple is not only a matter of receiving, but doing. We cannot only ask God to do for me or to do for us, save us, help us, heal us, give us hope. We also have to ask God, what can we do, God, for you? What can we do for God? What gifts have been given? What blessings have we received? They are for use in this city and in this world, in this day and in this time, to serve the less fortunate, to change the world for the better, to bring about God's light and peace, to repairing of the streets and the restorers of peace and wholeness everywhere, indeed, for the healing of the nations, our calling. Ephesians says it pretty clearly, too, For by grace you have been saved. This is not your own doing. There's nothing to boast about. It is the gift of God. For we are what God has made us to be. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. This is our way of life. The way of life that God has prepared beforehand for us. It's meant to be our way of life this serving and selflessness. We have a dynamic and quality child care center that we have heard about today. We feed these days 200 people every Monday in our walk-in program. People coming off the streets to receive a hot lunch in this building and find something of God's hospitality and care here. We help those who have been in prison. We open our doors to the homeless. We reach out to college students. We support care for traumatized police officers. We support agencies of compassion and healing and wholeness across our city. We, our love extends across the state and to national ministries through our presbytery and through our church, broader church. We support mission co-workers in places like Guatemala and Malawi, and other spots around the world. Our work, it is God's work. It's what we're called to be about, and it is never, ever done. This is what we do. This is how we live. This is how we serve, and we are never finished with it. It takes all of us, all the time, giving sacrificially, It takes all of us, all the time, offering our gifts to particular places of ministry and outreach in in this church and into this city and into the world. It's based all in our commitment that we've been saved by grace and our life is to be about good work for God. It is our ongoing calling. There was a sign outside a church in the West End of Richmond that says this. There's no such thing as a bad, short sermon. (laughs) I'm not sure that's true or not. 
but I'm concluding this sermon right now so we can hear more about our mission partnerships from people who have been ex- recently experienced those mission partnerships. This past summer, we sent, as you heard Elva say, a number of people from this church to Guatemala. And we have Emerson Morales here for this month and our ongoing work to promote partnerships and service and love across the city and around the world. And we also have Don Falls and Lucretia McCulley who are sharing, bringing fresh insights about these connections and reminding us that our calling is to know Christ and make Christ known. Our calling is to be servants of God in this world. This is how God has made us to be. Thanks be to God.